are live. I'm ready. Now I'm, now I'm ready. Wait. Now I'm ready. Welcome to the Sober Welcome. Grind. <laughs> My name is Pej. My name is Austin. We have a very exciting topic today. It's controversial. It's always top of mind, especially here in California. Uh, and we're talking. What are we talking about, Pej? Marijuana. Marijuana. The gateway Weed. drug. Is it a gateway drug? I don't we're know. Gonna, is it? I don't. We're gonna find out. We're gonna share our opinions. Um, share uh, Pej's uh, experience with this. What he's seen. Um, what I've seen. So if you have any questions, you want to share your experience, uh, we would love to hear it. Uh, what's your opinion? Do you think that marijuana is a gateway drug? Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, real quick, if you're watching, let us know where you're at. It, you know, feel free to ask questions, uh, your opinions, post them. Hey, Soul. Hi, Soul. Um, and, you know, let us know what you think. But we want to talk about weed today because obviously... Um, it's been controversial. From yeah. personal experience, weed was definitely a, a gateway drug. Marijuana, weed, all that, you know, bud, blunts, all, you know. The it, list goes on. The list goes on and on. Green. All the different names that people do for smoking. Marijuana. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's your, let's flat out, what's your, what's your opinion on it? Uh, well, I can say this. Um, Hi, Kylan. So, for the longest time... Um, I mean, weed's been around for centuries. Marijuana's mm -hmm. been around for centuries. And it grows on plants. Yes, we know this. And often you'll hear me say, well, most things come from plants. But uh, weed is a direct, you know, substance that is grown on plants. And if dried out the, the proper way and, and uh, prepared the proper way, it can be smoked. And it, gets you a have, it gives you a head eye. So um, a head change. Not only that, but it can be eaten as well. Well, that came later. I don't think oh, later. Was, I don't okay. think, I don't We're think starting people, from the origins. Yeah, people weren't gotcha. really uh, making brownies and things like that <laughs> until they learned that you can extract the THC and put it in the oil and then cook with it. But mm -hmm. um, edibles have been around for a while too. Edibles were around when I was I was engulfed in weed. Look, I'm just gonna be straight straightforward here. Like I Please, loved, I loved weed for the longest time, right? And um, the first thing I ever did was drink, and then I did weed. Mm -hmm. So, well, with the exception of huffing gas, but that's a whole other show. But, um, <clears throat> so, when I first got turned on to weed, it was because a few of the outcasts in our school in Utah were smoking weed. So, yeah. one of them passed a little bit to me. I took it. I tried to hit it a couple of times. It didn't go down right. It burned my throat. It burned my chest. Um, I don't think, I, I was coughing really hard. And I didn't know what was supposed to happen. And I don't know if I was doing it right, the right way. But uh, when I learned how to do it the right way, it definitely gave me a complete head change, right? And it was like the sense of ease and comfort. It definitely took me, you know, in another realm. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't, I wasn't hallucinating, but I was really happy. Like happy-go-lucky. And I was really hungry. And everything seemed to be enhanced. So... It was, you know, especially in a, in a life where I, the type of lifestyle I was living at that age, which was around 12 years old, um, there was a lot of turmoil around. You know, it, it definitely made me not so stressed out, not uh, being a victim of what's going on within my family system. You know, there was a lot of anger, a lot of violence uh, that surrounded my household. Mm. So when I got hold of weed, it was like a blessing in disguise. So what is my opinion on it? For a lot of people, weed... Is you know it's it relieves you it relieves sure. you of 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 anger it uh, it takes you out of right here right now it makes you 
um, very comfortable in your own skin. It kind of soothes the brain for better sake of work mm-hmm. words. And, um, and so like weed was kind of a lifesaver for me. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, back then, and then see, I had to justify my weed use and I didn't realize that it had started to become a problem. So mm. I didn't just do it here and there. Like yeah. when I got into weed, I was doing it all the time. So when did you first realize that it, it became a problem? Because a lot of people might not, you know, there's a lot of advocates for smoking weed daily, all day, and they might not recognize it I, as a I problem. I know that we were just experimenting with it when we were 12 and 13 sure. years old and people just had a little bit. If we could get our hands on it, we would do it. We had some of our older friends, brothers, and things like that that would have some weed. So we would smoke some marijuana, you know what I mean? It was just like what people did. It right. was, you know, kids did it, you know, and, and then um, it didn't really become a problem until probably like... I'd say around 20 years of age where an actual addiction to it mm. uh, had had taken place. And if you'd asked me at the age of 20, are you addicted to weed? I, I would come up with every single excuse in the book of, yeah, of it's not, not physically addictive. Right. It's a plant that grows on the trees. And, and you know, I would, uh, there was a movie called The Emperor Wears No Clothes or something like that. So I would find, you know, there was no internet and things like that back then. So what it had become the thing. It mm-hmm. was cool. Like it was... It started becoming commercially cool uh, when, like, for example, Dr. Dre put out the Chronic album. Sure. And you had... Yeah, Cheech and Chong, too. Cheech and Chong. They, they had made it cool. It was, like, a fun thing to do, right? So mm-hmm. so it's like, I'd go to raves. I'd well, go to clubs. Still, it's a cultural phenomenon, really. It still is. I mean, yeah. it's, it's bigger than ever now, and now mm-hmm. it's legal. Back then, like, right. uh, what we would have to do in order to get the weed from one place to another was we'd have to commit crimes and it was an illegal action to mm-hmm. transport marijuana in large portions so so when i was um that's seen it he's seeing puddles that was my Puddle. nickname oh. um uh, that's a whole other show i, I want to hear the puddles story at some point. that has to do with meth okay uh, so so when i was getting into weed like it was cool but you know like like i said it um it enhanced everything like if i went to a movie the movie was that much funnier if mm-hmm. I went and listened to music, if I went to festivals, if I went to concerts, the music sounded that much better. So the mm-hmm. weed, like, it, it really, really made me feel good. Mm-hmm. And it took me out of right here, right now. Only thing is, is that when I developed a dependency upon it to make my days better, mm-hmm. as opposed to if I didn't have it, I would be cranky, angry, um, yeah. seeking it, looking for more. Then I realized, like, I really need this stuff. So how did it become a problem? I would say, like, around the age of 20... When I was trying to live on my own and uh, trying to afford an apartment and afford food and things like that, um, I was the only way that, I mean, I couldn't just, I, I wasn't, I didn't come from a lot of money to just be able to buy a lot of weed and smoke it. I had friends that like came from a lot of money and sure. they could, so what I learned was that I could start selling this stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I was selling weed, like I was making money and I had plenty to smoke and, and then, you know, I realized that it also stunted my my advancement in life mm. it made uh school not as interesting it made um it made me not really want to move forward when i was already making money and it was like lucrative for me to be selling weed out of my house sure. why would i want to go work at a job yeah so then i became like this drug dealer selling lots and lots of weed and and don't you know like during that time when you look up to people like tupac and dre and ice cube and all these sure. different people that are up talking weed well then it's the thing to do and don't you know like i feel like i'm 
damn, it feels good to be a gangster. I'm going to smoke this stuff, listen to their music, roll, roll in the car with my friends, and go to the next party, and we always have weed. So you, the, the smell of weed was always in the air, and it's got a really attractive aroma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of our friends all loved weed. There was some people, there was like a small percentage of people that when they would smoke weed, they, they were that guy. Like they would smoke weed and they'd be like, oh my God, I'm totally paranoid. The, the walls are caving out. We'd mm. say, let's not give that guy anymore. He doesn't need to do weed. Let's give him something else, right? Uh-huh. But um, but for the most part, weed was the ultimate enhancer, the mm. brain enhancer. It really made you feel like, you know, everyone would be laughing. You'd have a lot of laughs with weed. And did I think that it was going to take me to other levels? No. When I was in... Um, I was 17 years old in high school, and I had a health teacher, and she talked about weed being a gateway drug, and I was very mean to her. Sure. I told her she's completely wrong. I said, there's no way that weed is a gateway drug. Um, they had somebody come to our high school and talk about doing cocaine on Harbor Boulevard at this place called the Motor Inn, and just I just... I was sitting looking at this lady. She was giving a talk about her experiences with with heavy drug use. And I just looked at her like, this doesn't pertain to me. Mm-hmm. Too bad for that lady. I'm not going to ever be like her. Um, and I had weed in my pocket. And I couldn't wait for class to end so that I can go out and smoke it with my friends. Well, guess what? Fast forward, lo and behold, I ended up hanging out at the Motor Inn, mm-hmm. doing cocaine and meth. Wow. You know, And that was only a short time later, only a few years later. So was it a gateway drug? Absolutely. In, in that moment at uh, the Motor Inn, did you ever um, think back on that memory? In, All the in time. School? Yeah? All the time. I remembered. I remembered like it was mm. only, I mean, that was between the ages of 17 and 20. So it was only a yeah. three-year span. Sure. But um, what does weed do for people? Obviously, um, a lot of people up talk weed. And, and now we, we have CBD oils and we have yeah. uh, people that have cancer that, that have been prescribed uh, weed or glaucoma or or many different you know when it was medical marijuana that people would come up with many different reasons of why they should use sure. weed. Some people came up with excuses of why they should use weed. But um, I, I get it. Like if you're if you have cancer and you're not eating, well, weed will make you hungry for sure. Mm-hmm. Or if it actually relieves the pain that you might be experiencing from anything medically, I understand. Like weed definitely uh, relaxes you. It makes you you know smooth out just feel nice and mellow right but um truth be told when our kids are using weed you know when kids like adolescents are using weed what's happening there like for some people it's just a phase some people they just smoke weed in their adolescence and in their young adulthood and then when they get older maybe a party here and there but it's not like they're a full-blown weed smoker but then there's people that they shortchange themselves in lives because they justify the use of weed so much, but they never really progress in life. Mm-hmm. They're, um, some people become more artistic. Some people become less artistic. Some people um, can go to work on it. Some people are complete lazy mm-hmm. people when they're at work. Let me, let me ask you this. Sure. So, weed is, and alcohol, of course, are commonly the the first drugs that people get into sure the you know yep. kids in high school and mm-hmm. whatnot uh first drugs that i was exposed to so many other people uh that i know and have been around um so that's yeah that's one of the, the major arguments there but why do you why do you think it's so accessible uh why do you think that that's the first drug that um is uh that people can experience in drugs where it, it might you know back in the day it it wasn't necessarily 
easier to obtain than other drugs, I don't think, than prescription pills. Do you think it was because it's it wasn't, less intimidating? It wasn't easier to obtain back then? Well, I don't, before it was legal. I mean, in, it was, you know, in New Jersey, just when I was, you know, younger. Oh, if you were, if you were a weed early, smoker, but, it was always easy to obtain it. Sure, sure. but I, I assume uh, other drugs are easy to uh, obtain too. It depends. It depends how far you want to go to try to obtain them. I know sure. that, like, let's say, for example, before my time, mm-hmm. like in the 60s and 70s, the hippie era, I mean, weed was what every hippie did. Mm-hmm. You know, so obtaining it wasn't hard because hippies grew it. And mm-hmm. they didn't really grow it inside of, like, a grow room. Mm-hmm. Sure. It was but, out- like, as a, as a first drug, do you think it's, it's seen as, like, a lighter step? It is seen as a lighter step, but definitely... Um, a lot of people will minimize it and think that it's really not so bad. Right. But my well, here's my opinion. I believe that if a person is an addict to substances or an addict to substances in the making, mm-hmm. it's not a light step at all. Sure. It's definitely, um, it is the one that is the main step that's taking you into a whole other realm of addiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be real here. How many... Um, Heroin addicts and fentanyl addicts on a national level, do you think, got into using those types of heavy drugs as being... It wasn't their first drug. Sure. It wasn't the first thing that they that they experimented with. Sure, granted, there's some people that probably um, got into their grandma's uh, medicine cabinet and took some yeah. oxys and then developed a full-blown opiate addict addiction, but... When it comes to you know addictions building, mm-hmm. most kids are sm- they're drinking and smoking weed. Mm-hmm. So it's like one or the other can be the first step and the second step and then on and on and on. Because yeah. for let's say for example, in my own personal experience, like when I smoked weed, what does it do to you? It makes you lazy. It makes you want to relax. It makes you want to eat mm-hmm. the munchies. So I would just <laughs> eat, eat and eat and eat. And I'm the type of guy like I had my my weight of my body was like a yo-yo. So uh, I did steroids and I'd smoke weed mm. and then I would eat a whole bunch. And when you're on roids, it just goes right through you. Right. Mm. But then when you get off the roids and you still do a bunch of weed, then you gain weight. So I gained a bunch of weight. So what happened then? My brain said, you're gaining a bunch of weight because you are smoking all this weed. Why don't you try something that will make you lose weight? So I went towards meth, mm-hmm. cocaine and then meth. The meth makes you lose the weight. Nope. We have a couple comments here. Sylvia, hi from Toronto. Hi. Uh, Aaron says, how about cigarettes? have a couple comments here. Do you want to comment on cigarettes right now? Sure. Cigarettes are one of the most deadliest and highly addictive uh, substances out there. Do you think cigarettes can be can considered a gateway drug at all? Yes. Okay. I do. I absolutely do. I think that that's where an addiction, if you, if any addiction, Good question, Aaron. Thank you. If any addiction is is uh, a strong addiction, it's cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And again, there's something that I would see my uncles doing, and I would think like, it can't be good. We would learn in school it's not good, and then I would ask them why do you do it, and my uncles would say, um, it's just not good. Just you shouldn't do it. And right, I think like, sure. what, what do you like? Now you're making me really wonder, right? Yeah. So I would go and steal their cigarettes. So yeah, yeah. Um, it is a gateway drug. That weed is, but you know, um, it's a whole different thing. It doesn't give you a head high. It's it kind of one, just, of one of the best ways to get someone to do something is to tell them not to do it. Absolutely. When <laughs> when when the grass said don't step on the grass, I was stomping on the grass. What does Kylan say? Legalization probably desensitizes us to be. Us to the potency and risks of weed. Similarly, 
to what has happened with alcohol. Is alcohol a gateway drug? My take is that anything can become addictive if certain factors are already present. Not everyone who drinks becomes alcoholic, and not everyone who smokes weed goes on to try harder drugs. However, I'm hard-pressed to find a drug addict who didn't start their journey smoking pot in junior high, just like Pejman. So, she's right. And you know, yeah. how about this one? So, Je Jesse Ventura. They used to oh, call, yeah, sure. They used to call him Jesse the Body Ventura way back yeah, yeah. in my day. He was a wrestler. Mm -hmm. But then he went on to be the governor, I believe, Minnesota or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he says... He's trying to do presidential runs and all that. Is he still? Well, I don't think he gets anywhere. Well, he did say, and, I, and we talked about this on one of our other shows, he did say um, many years ago, he said... Um, I think we should just legalize all drugs and then less people will use them. Hmm. Would Is that true? Perhaps. Um, I know that in some countries, uh, by just legalizing the drug, you know, it doesn't become... I don't know. I really... All I know is that these days, especially, we have um, a high uh, population of addiction. A lot of people that are on heavy, heavy drugs. And like she said, you know, uh, basically, I don't think that people just start... With the the big stuff right away, it starts yeah. with the with the small stuff. So, um, what's I'm, your opinion on the uh, the legality of marijuana? I don't, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing that it's legal because alcohol has been legal for a long time. I mean, they had prohibition many, 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 many yeah. years ago. I was gonna I was gonna bring this up um, during prohibition. I just learned this the other day. Mm -hmm. um, during prohibition, they actually were giving away prescriptions for whiskey. Right. Isn't that fascinating? Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not opposed to people smoking weed or drinking if they think that they can do it in moderation. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it. here's the thing. I see lots of people that come into the treatment setting. Moderation is a loose term, too. I don't see a lot of people coming into treatment just for weed. Mm -hmm. I see them coming in for heavier drugs with the justification that they can just smoke weed still and they yeah. think they can do it like a gentleman or gentlewoman. Mm -hmm. More power to them. That's not my story. But although, I, when I was in treatment... I had the same ideology. Like, I definitely thought, um, okay, well, I'm just going to quit doing meth and heroin, but I'm still going to smoke weed. Like, that's not my problem. Mm -hmm. You know, I had friends that worked in dispensaries, and I couldn't wait to get out of rehab and go smoke weed. Right. The problem is, is that people depend, addicts and alcoholics, they depend on these mind-altering substances because they can't deal with right here, right now. They have the obsession of the mind. They have the mm -hmm. allergy of the body. So when they put... When they put this, like this makes them put things into this, bad things happen. Mm -hmm. You know, many bad things happen. So, um, yeah, I, I believe that if we see that our kids, which, if, I mean, we, if weed's not legal until you're 21 years of age, and your kid is smoking it at 16 years of age, well, then they're breaking the law. Yeah. That's something I always knew. I mean, it was illegal back then regardless. So no matter what age you are, if you're selling it, distributing it, um, they wouldn't really like get on your case if you were smoking it, but sometimes there was cops that would find our weed way back in the day. Um, if they pulled us over and they would like just stomp it out in the street with their with their shoes, we would be really pissed off at them. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I I I remember like I used to justify in every way how weed wasn't a bad thing for me until things got really bad, and then I had to do a timeline of my own life and realize, no man, like that's where it started. It started with the small stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you have any um, crazy or interesting uh, weed stories that you could share? <laughs> um, you know, 
I've seen a lot with weed. Like there was a day, well, back in the day, like we would get hashish, which is basically uh, another form of weed mm. where they kind of like they they make it into a ball after pressing it and rubbing it so much into a, and they were intense. Like we there was a lot of um, it's like stronger concentrate. It right? was stronger stronger concentrate. There was also this stuff called keef where they would hang the plant mm. and a lot of the the, the little morsels. THC morsels would fall into a thing and we would sell that stuff and mm. we were always just looking for more potency do I have stories like I all I know is that there was a lot of times that I was transporting the stuff so the stories were within the transportation of doing that you mm -hmm. know other than that I would just gel out like that's that yeah. that was what weed was all about like you just smoke so much until you're annihilated and you mm -hmm. just everything is that much better right mm -hmm. everything's more colorful more pretty more funny um, you watch a comedian, you're really gonna laugh from the bottom of your belly. You, um, you, if you listen to music, you, like you hear instruments that you never really paid attention to, mm. or, or, or like when you're listening to your favorite rapper, your favorite singer, like they just sound that much better. Not to say like I don't feel that stuff when I'm sober now. I just wasn't comfortable in my own skin, so I had to get out of right here, right now, and smoke a whole bunch of bud to make that happen. We love you, Pedge Man, for all you. Well, we love you too, Thank Mark. You, Mark. Thank you. Another comment here. Oh, we got a good one. Okay. Uh, Sylvia says, I agree. I think we turns into something much stronger. Cynthia says, from Kansas, 67 years old now. Smoked in the early 70s and it wasn't even particularly good. Mm -hmm. It absolutely took away any motivation I had. Mm -hmm. I haven't indulged in 40 years. Now I think it could help with anxiety and insomnia or pain. I would try it, but I'm absolutely against young people using it. They all, they need all their brain cells. Right. And this is something that Thank I'm, you for your not, question, not, Cynthia. Cynthia brings that up about, you know, what kind of weed was out there back then. Yeah. So let's talk about like what I've, what I've seen and what I know as far as weed. So like in the seventies, in like the seventies and early eighties, you would hear a lot of old timers. Like when we were first starting to do weed in the eighties, mm -hmm. smoke weed in the eighties, a lot of the old timers would tell us that in the sixties and seventies, there was this stuff called Acapulco gold. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and Hawaiian something. There was Hawaiian something. I don't, I'm sure there's some old schooler that's probably on it right now. Yeah. But um, but Alcapulco Gold. So And then there was a lot of homegrown or, or outdoor sure. stuff that, that um, you could get. During my time, like there was people that were, uh, they had secret um, growing labs, you know. Sure. And there was all different types of strains and different names and there was high times magazine that was always readily available and you could mm -hmm. read about different strains and we were getting our hands on all different types of strains so it had become a lot of fun to like get different kinds of bud and it's not like it got you high differently but one one would be more potent than the other it's like a collector's item yeah or you just feel like <laughs> look i got some of this northern lights sure. or this durban poison and all this stuff yeah so yeah. so it was just like and, and then the 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 different the density or the way that some of it was more sticky some of it was popcorn nugs all these different sure. things i had a full-on clothing line that was like dedicated to weed hmm. it was that it was called nodge and we we would that was your clothing it was my clothing line we, oh, we did a lot like the, the women's line was called nodules and we were all about it man everything huh. all of the the shirts we made were all drug related like mm. we we up talked drugs it was like a cool thing for us in our 20s so Maui Wowie. Maui Wowie. That's what it was. <laughs> Maui Wowie. Colin, how do you know that stuff? You're so young. I'm amazed. But uh, yeah. So 
I noticed that, that I would get not me. I would get so paranoid when I smoked. I remember once stared at a wall for hours. <laughs> so that was like the public stuff. And you know what ended yeah. up happening is is that um, I remember towards the end of my uh, probably like in the end of my thirties. No, actually, the end of my 20s. It was the end of my 20s that some of my friends that had been smoking weed all their lives started going, like, having a lot of paranoia. Mm. And they would call this, there was certain bud, certain weed, they would call it chemi bud. Chemi. Chemical. Like, oh, oh, however okay. it was grown, it was like, yeah. it was as if NASA created it. Like, right. like it would just take you into outer space. Well, it was yeah. extremely powerful. Extreme. It wasn't your average everyday, like, old school... Yeah, Maui Waui or or you know like it wasn't wacky tobacco. It was like really wacky tobacco. Like it would just take you into other realms, and um, so the Kemi Bud came out, and then like in the last decade and a half, I know that now you can get wax pens and things like that. They've taken it to another level. I mean lollipops well, and all these different. There's things all those. That, yeah, I wanted to comment on the the kind of like the spice, the the legal weed too. Right. I've seen a lot of that, and that stuffs. Nasty man. It's, seen... it's not only nasty, but it's really not weed, but it's like synthetic weed. No, it, it's, it's supposed to get you high like weed, right? Yeah, spice. But I, I, I've seen people go to the hospital for that stuff. Go I into have like, stories like crazy. I have, they, I've seen people mix kratom and weed and, and spice. And yeah, that sit, is dangerous. I've stuff. sat with them in hospital rooms after yeah. they went into full on convulsions. Yeah, and it's dangerous. It's just it's dangerous. It's unnecessary. You shouldn't be putting yeah, that had, stuff in your body. I had friends that they were they're so into weed that they you know if they get a new job and they had to get drug tested or something right. like that they would switch to this the K two it yeah. was so that it didn't you know, show up in your brands of in spices your and stuff yep. like that but right. it's so much worse for you it's crazy it's really not good yeah yep. and you're always gonna have people that that you know there's people that will smoke weed for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. it's just what they like and to each their own like like um, I think to myself this is like I now that I'm sober eleven and a half years like. I think to my, like, I see a lot of my the, the old rappers that I used to look up to and like really like their music and they would up talk weed and, mm-hmm. and like I, I see them on their Instagram stories. Like, I follow them. I like to see like what they're doing. They're all my sure. age, right? So like like I grew up, they grew up, and they're still living that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They still have that kind of like that gangster mentality to where and they're still smoking bud. And I think to myself like what are their underlying issues? Mm. Like, what It'd is be it? interesting to what have, is like, it about, have that conversation. For sure. You know? like, what's going on with them that, like, is, what, what didn't they work through to where they've continued to be active addicts? Like, they're still, they're, they're addicted. And no matter how you look at it, even if they're just smoking weed or drinking 40s on the weekends or something like that, they're, they're not comfortable with right here, right now. If they were, mm-hmm. they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. We've, got, we've got people that are rappers that were on drugs that are now in recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, like Eminem. He very, he's very big about talking about being in recovery. He yeah. went in the same path as many other celebrities that, that have worked through their, sh- sorry, through their stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that was close. Anyways, so I mean, they... When I you- would love to hear that conversation. You and Snoop. Just, just, Snoop, just get Snoop, to the bottom of it. If you the- look at Snoop's Snapchat story, he's still blazed. <laughs> I mean, more power, <laughs> that's his thing. More power to him. Anybody with, I, I have, I'm not opposed to anybody that still wants to smoke weed. I'm not against legalization. A lot of people say, what's your stance on this now, Pej? Because, you know, like you used to be a, a weed seller and a weed smoker and you loved weed and now it's legalized. It's a trip for me because it actually got legalized. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like beyond medical marijuana legalized. It's yeah. legalized. Like you can go... Recreational. It's yeah. available in many states, yeah. including California. So 
it's a trip for me that I went from transporting it all the time illegally, and now you can like buy it in stores and stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. But so there's one on the 55 over here, right? The giant, giant. I've uh, seen it. You seen it? I've seen. It. But you know, it, so again, weed like alcohol, it depends on the person. Can you recreationally use it? If you can use it and it doesn't become a problem in your life, more power to you, whoever mm-hmm. you are. But remember, anybody that's 16, 18 years old that wants to justify use of weed. It's illegal. You're breaking the law. Like, so do people break the law all the time? Sure. Do we have addicts in the making? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that I think we covered a lot today. Uh, if you do have any other follow-up questions, leave them in the comments. Uh, if we don't get to them in the next couple of minutes here, we will certainly answer them afterwards. Uh, if you're struggling with marijuana addiction and you'd like more information or if you have a child that you think uh, may be struggling and you don't want to get it to that uh, that next level of, of harder drugs, uh, you can always give us a call. You can reach out to Pej. You can reach out to myself. You can reach out to Beginnings Treatment Centers at 800-387-6907. Uh, visit online for more information, beginningstreatment.com. And then uh, there's also an amazing Facebook group do you want to tell them about the group? Yes. It's called Ask an Addiction Specialist. It's on Facebook. The, the link is right there, actually. And then you can also type it into the top of your uh, Facebook bar at the very top of the page. And basically, you know, we have professionals that are on hand. Um, if you come in there and you have someone that's suffering or you're suffering with addiction um, and you have some questions that you want to ask and you would like a professional opinion or people that are in the recovery world that may be within the page too can answer your question through their experiences or what they know, the knowledge that they have come to ask an addiction specialist. Um, you have to be approved to be part of the group, but you can make the request and we would be happy to add you and have you interact with us in the group Ask an Addiction Specialist. Absolutely. And if you like this podcast, if you found it interesting, it sounds silly, but leaving a five-star review on iTunes would mean the world. It would really help us grow, uh, reach more people, and positively impact more lives. So if you go to iTunes, you can click it in the description of this or just search for Sober Grind. Leave us five stars. We would love to hear your opinions on how we can better the show. Oh, and one more thing. Uh There are friends of mine who are in recovery or people who I don't know who might be in recovery. We would love to hear your testimonials. We'd love to have you on the show. Um, Three to five minutes, you know, story about what, what, what happened with you, what it was like and what happened now and how are you doing and where you are in your recovery. We'd love to know about your journey. Let me or Austin know. You can send me a message. You can send him a message. You can call me, 949-751-7761. We will do our best to get you on the show. Thank you. Sober Grind, out.